commercial video games have been around since the 1970s and are some of the most popular forms of entertainment. Video games have played a huge part in our lives, and this will continue into the future. What consoles and games are our favorites? What consoles have had the biggest impact on gaming history? Today on the Going Off Topic podcast, we continue our mini-series, Beyond the Console. Welcome to the Going Off Topic podcast, part of the Anything But Credible Network. I'm your host, Kyle Fauché. Denny is back as our co-host for Beyond the Console. What's going on, Denny? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Feels good to be back. Always down to talk video games. Um, yeah, just, just, I'm really looking forward to talking about this one too, because this one was pretty big for me when I was a kid. So it's going to be good. Have a lot to say. That's for sure. Good. That's, I love to hear it. Uh, so this is our third episode. And like you said, it is a big one. Mm. One we've really been looking into and one that I think, you know, last episode we talked about the PS1. Um, and I feel like, you know, we kind of mentioned that that one kicked off uh, a lot of things, but I feel like this one is one that we really are going to remember and it's really going to kick off, um, the series. We're going to look at some huge upcoming consoles coming up. Of course, we are talking about the N64. So we're going to look at, you know, some of the basic things and, and just talk about our history, best games, favorite games, um, some of that information. But before we get to that, we will do our normal kind of intro do you have any gaming updates? I know last time we talked, uh, you were playing the Halo, um, not demo, but I, I struggle uh, for the word, but it was it was the multiplayer. They they just released it separate from the campaign. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still kind of I'm still just kind of rolling with that for right now. Actually, today I think they just came out with the campaign for it, which mm. costs money. But um, I'm gonna probably end up getting that here because I definitely want to play that. So. That's next on the list. Um, aside from that, I've, you know what, I actually, I don't know if it's the holidays or what. Uh, aside from Halo, the only other thing I've really played is uh, the other night, I, me and a bunch of friends got together and did a rock band night, which is, Ooh, that's nice. like one of my, I love that. It's one of my favorite things because I have the whole set and they were like, oh, you got to bring it over. We got to, we got to make a night out of this. So I was like, I'm always down to play rock band. So, um, I'm going to start getting into that again. I kind of, I, I was, I went through a phase where I was super into it and it's like all I did and I haven't really touched it since I built my computer. So I think it might be time to get back into that. Um, but other than that, it's just kind of looking for new things. Like I want to get the new Far Cry too. I don't know if you ever played any of the Far Cry games, but the new one looks, I actually haven't seen too much gameplay on it, but I, I always love the Far Cry games. So that's, that's on my radar too, but yeah, that's that's kind of it for me. What about you? What are you playing these days? Uh, yeah, so just nothing too crazy. Um, more Madden League, more FIFA. Um, kind of nice. waiting just for for things to come out. And I know the new Battlefield came out. Um, I just need to actually pull the trigger and buy it and get into it. But yeah. uh, man, uh, yeah, the, the when you're talking about Rock Band, I mean that that just brings back some memories. I think it came out when I was in high school, maybe. Um, and we used to play it all the time. I mean, Guitar Hero, oh, yeah. two rock bands, two some of these other ones that we used to have. I, I haven't played those in them forever. I know I've, I got the, the Guitar Hero when it came out for the PS4, the latest one, and it was cool. It was fine. But man, I, it's kind of weird that they don't just make those like every like three years, like come out with new games with new soundtracks. And I mean, they, I, would just, I would think they, they, you would still have to do pretty well on them. So it's interesting. Yeah, I you know, I really wish that that series was still around. And I, I really don't know what the reason is that it kind of died off because I mean, I guess Rock Band's still going decently strong. I mean, the servers and stuff are still online, I believe, mm. for the newest one. But Guitar, the the, re, the most recent Guitar Hero was a lot of people did not like it. They kind of changed the guitar, which was fine. Yeah. And like the way the buttons were, but the the soundtrack on it wasn't good or anything like that. I don't know. It's it. I would love to see it make a comeback. I would I would buy that hundred and fifty thousand percent i'm a huge guitar hero guy and i'll be talking about that in the future when we get to those episodes but um yeah if if it makes a comeback i'll, I'll be the first in line that's for sure yeah i would definitely love that um but it sounded like you might have had something to say about battlefield um do you have any have you played it do you have any insight uh I've, i that's the thing it's like i haven't really heard anything about it like i don't know if it's good if it's bad if it's the same as they always are what's the word so unfortunately, um, it doesn't seem like it's living up to the hype. I'm going to pull it up mm. on Steam real quick so I can give you the the general user consensus. But less, yeah, it's it's not doing so hot as far mm. as ratings go. Okay. Apparently, it's like super buggy and it's just it kind of feels unfinished. And 
I don't know. I, I guess it's just not really what they promised. There's not that many guns. It's it's there's a million things. Interesting. And yeah. So I, I guess it just didn't turn out like they promise, which I feel like happens a lot these days, unfortunately. But because, you know, people just release half ass games and they slowly over time add things onto it until it's a complete game. Like even with Halo, Halo's guilty of it, too. They did the same thing. So I don't know. It it sucks. I would like to maybe get it at some point, but I don't know if I can justify sixty dollars right now. So it's a bummer, but yeah, that sucks. Um, not not the news I was hoping for, but yeah, it seems like yeah. uh, it seems like it's a really common thing lately. Like even this Madden league, like I don't know, it may and maybe it's just because people love complaining and bitching about things. But a lot of the guys, you know, we're in like a group me chat, and I know two or three of the guys, and all the rest of the guys that are in the league are just friends of of those guys. But man, it's like I don't think it's as uh, I think they just updated the game from Madden from the last league they were doing, and they like made it to where it's harder to play defense which is fair because it's actually a football game and it's not like an arcade game right um yeah I, I, it's very interesting to hear all these games like cyberpunk when that came out it literally just got like it was literally one of the most like like look forward to game anticipated game is what i'm trying to say one of the most anticipated games i can remember for like a long time was yeah. was cyberpunk and then they dropped it and like it just got roasted like they were like this game is not done there's literally like cut scenes that are not complete and i was like that's crazy like, how can you compl- how and then they had to refund people their money and I, I sometimes i see commercials for it and i'm like oh i guess it came out but is it like totally done now i have no idea it's just so interesting how you can i guess you're just like oh we have all these we think it's done hopefully like you said we'll just implement patches and updates once a week until it's done but then people just buy it and they get pissed and they're never going to buy a game from you again right and but there's there's also another side to that because I think the publishers sometimes it's their fault because they kind of push it along too quickly mm. and force it, you know, force deadlines. Like I know there were stories coming out. I don't know if the company who made Cyberpunk a CD project read, I don't think they did this, but there were there have been companies where it's like their employees are like overworked and they're like it's basically like slave labor. And yeah. then they're like trying, you know, so some of the time it's the publisher's fault, but I also just think that um I don't know. Companies are just out to make a quick buck, regardless of, you know, what expectations you set or anything like that. And then they can just kind of fix it later and it makes it okay, which, you know, isn't really fair. You should get the finished product on launch, not have to wait for it to come out a year after when everybody's already moved on. But I, that's a whole rant that I could get into. So <laughs> I'll, I'll save, I'll spare you the, uh, yeah, all that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Hopefully, um, I don't know. You know, ho- ho- you say hopefully these things will get better with time, but I doubt it. You yeah. know, the, the people will buy it. They'll pre-order stuff and then it'll come out. It's not complete. And they'll just slowly release patches and, and all that stuff. Um, right. So, yeah, really no new games for me. Um, who knows? I, I might look into getting Battlefield or Call of Duty. And who knows? It might be great because I haven't played any of them in years. Um, so I might That's be like, true. oh, this is great. But, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully next year, you know, with the PS5, new games dropping and new stuff coming out. Um, but I looked up. So, you know, we're talking about kind of gaming news and things to open the show with before we get into the console. Yeah. And I literally just went on Google and typed in video game news and kind of scrolled through them through some things. Um, and two things caught my eye. First one uh, is a very interesting article from the New York Times. The headline of the article is a new Tesla safety concern. Drivers can play video games in moving cars. Oh, I heard about this. So. Apparently, this just dropped. Like this article just came out December seventh, so I, I think it's like a really new thing. It was literally when I typed in video game news. This article, there was multiple articles from multiple places that came out like that same day. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll just read the intro, and then everybody else can go on and and, and find their own thing. But hmm. not long after buying a Tesla Model Three this summer, Vince Patton saw a YouTube clip highlighting a feature that took him by surprise. Three video games that can be played on the large touchscreen mounted in front of the dashboard while driving down the road. Back in, but in a parking lot, he gave it a try and he was able to play a solitaire game on the Model 3 while in motion. I only did it for like five seconds and then turned it off, he said. I'm astonished. To me, it just seems inherently dangerous. Uh, the automaker added the games in an over-the-air software update that was sent to most of its cars this summer. They can be played by a driver or by a passenger in full view of the driver, raising questions about whether Tesla is compromising safety as it rushes to add new technologies and features in its cars. Uh so this this story is just it's just nuts. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and I know that you know whether you, you love Tesla, you hate Tesla. That's not what we're here to argue about. But right. just the, just the fact that they have this giant screen in the 
in the front seat of the car in between the passenger and the driver. And you can just play solitaire is one of the games. Um, I don't know if it, I'm just scrolling through real quick to see if it shows all the other games, but man, this is just, this is crazy. I don't understand. I mean, sometimes Elon Musk cracks me up because I know, and you know, it could just be some big wig in his company that came up with this idea, but he always does things like this. Like there's just random things. It's like, why the hell do you need to play a video? I mean, it's cool, I guess, but it's also like, I don't know. It, it, it just seems like a giant distraction. Like even if somebody in the backseat was playing, I feel like I'd just be like, Oh yeah. You know, looking down at the screen, like, Hey, what are you doing over there? Like, did you get, I don't know how solitaire works, but did you get all, did you get the right card? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I sound super educated. I've never played <laughs> solitaire in my whole life, <laughs> but that's, that's just crazy to me. It's so funny. So yeah, and I just scrolled down further. It says, until this summer, video games and Tesla software package, there were more than a dozen, could only be played while a car was parked. Uh, that changed with the new update when, when the new update was being the Tesla vehicles. So there, apparently there's dozens of games, but this one added Solitaire, uh, a Jet Fighter game, and a Conquest strategy game. Um, and this guy said that he was able to get access to all three of these games while his car was in drive. Uh, so obviously this, is, this complaint has been filed, and I'm sure... Uh, the safety board of not even Tesla, like just the safety board of whatever cars, uh, government, you know, all that stuff. Somebody's going to be like, okay, this can't take place anymore. Uh, yeah. It almost seems like, it almost seems like you're just asking for like a lawsuit or something oh, yeah. like, like just to even like think about implementing that. It's so funny. Another thing that's interesting is like the, the, the spectrum of like, Hey, we have solitaire and a jet. <laughs> what'd you say? A jet fighter game jet fighter game and then it looks like <laughs> this one is like a, a picture um it looks like it's like a uh what was that one what was that one game the phone game that was really popular uh angry birds no uh, it was like the con- like the conquest where you could like put a you like built a city like city of empire or battle of empire or something oh. like that some, it, was oh, some yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it looks like it's something like that where you're like building things and trying to conquer things and, and all that stuff. So it's it, the whole thing is just crazy. I mean, I know eventually, um, you know, everybody, most people are on their phone, which is a terrible thing too, while you're driving, but this just takes it to a whole nother level. And I know the Tesla they they have like the autopilot mode or whatever, which has gotten them in trouble too. Um, so eventually I'm sure who knows in our lifetime or the lifetime beyond, like we're probably not going to be driving. So that's the, the pretty games there to keep people happy. But Right now, I, I just uh, I don't think that's a great idea. No, I, I would have to agree with that. And like I said, I don't want to derail this and go on a whole tangent. But I it, the thought of like I can't like part ways with video games and technology for long enough to go for like <laughs> a quick drive or whatever is just it, it's kind of it's it's a little scary. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's maybe that's a little dramatic of way of looking at it, but it's I don't know. Because you're right. It, it is probably trending in that direction where it's like, all right, my car is just going to drive itself and I'm just going to chill here and, and uh, you know, fly a jet while I'm, while I'm, you know, just cruising down the road without having to do anything. It's weird. Yeah, yeah absolutely terrifying. Um, and the next question I had, I probably should have front loaded you with this question um, hmm. because it, we're going to look back at the whole year of 2021. What would you say, if you need a second, I can, I can definitely answer first. Um, what was the best game that you played in 2021? favorite game doesn't have to be oh, a game that came out this year um it could be something that came out two years ago three years ago five years ago but you just got into um with your I'll, I'll go ahead and start so i got the ps5 um earlier this year and the first game that came with it or the game that came with it or maybe i bought it i don't even remember at this point uh was spider-man miles morales mm, nice uh, yeah i want to play that so bad dude i mean absolutely like just an incredible game looking on, I just typed it in on, on, it came actually came out a little over a year ago. So, you know, we're recording this episode uh, early December. So this is going to kind of be our year end episode. We're going to look at some things, but before we get to the N64, but that's a good point. I didn't even think of that, but that was a good way of looking at that. Yeah. So I I was just looking at what what was my favorite game that I played this year and hands down, it was uh, Spider-Man miles Morales. It was an incredible game has a 96% like on Google. Um, I, I played it on the PS5 and it was amazing. I'm sure it's the same. You know, it's not the same, but close to the PS4. If you have that, if you want to play a great game, the story mode was awesome. It was pretty long. Um, it was one of those games where even after the game was done, like the story mode, I still went back to get because I wanted to get the 100% completion on it, which I'd never do in games. Oh, yeah. Um, like in Grand Theft Auto, I would beat the story mode and then just 
want to mess around and, and kill people and buy guns and all that stuff. And, but I would never actually go back and do all of the side missions unless I drove by something like this one. I actually scouted out the side missions, went out and did them. Like I said, the story mode is awesome. Uh, the gameplay is really great. I, th- this is one of, you know, I, I'm not a huge, you know, I'm a really big sports guy when it comes to video games, mm-hmm. but I do try to branch out and do more like of these games. And this is probably one of the best games that I've played like in years. It was so much fun. The custom, like the, they had so many different suits. I, I, I just can't say enough about it. This one was, this game was absolutely incredible. And I'm hoping with the new Spider-Man movie that they figure out a way to incorporate, um, Miles Morales into it and, you know, in the Spider-Verse and in the new Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, that'd be really awesome. But if you were looking for a fun game, it's relatively long, I would say. Um, For me, it took a while, but Mm. if you're looking for a fun game that is going to keep you busy and and is entertaining, if you like Spider-Man, you like superheroes, you like first-person games, like this one is, this one is definitely for you. So that was out of five, like it's easily a five for me. It was so good. So that's, that's my, that's my favorite game of 2021. How about you? um you know what I'm, I'm sitting here scrolling through my pc like game library because that's where i play most of my games these days and um i haven't really played i'm the kind of person that just replays things a lot mm. um so i i always just go back and play older things or if they like re-release games i'll play that or whatever but there was a game that i played uh and the reason that i'm prefacing this is because i think exactly zero people are going to know what the hell i'm talking about when i name this game because it's an indie game which i find are some of the best games sometimes but uh it's called inscription okay and um it's so hard to even describe this game it's it's crazy it's it's like a card game but it's also kind of like an rpg it's it's so weird and like it's it's Mm horror-esque which i i love horror games so it's it was it was wild man like i i don't even i I can't really say anything. You just have to like watch a like let's play or play it. It's it's it was insane. And like the game changes as you play it, like changes the way it looks, changes the way it plays. And you're like, whoa. And then you think it's the end and then it switches to a different style. And then you got to get used to it like that. And it just keeps going. And it was it was awesome. Like it was one of the most unique games I've ever played in my life. And it was like super memorable to me. So if you're on PC and, and you're wanting something like really unique, I would highly recommend uh it's called inscription it's on steam i don't know if it's on any other client but yeah that's 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 the one that stands out to me out of all the games that i have here but nice um i i did have a question about spider-man though real quick is that so is that like a dlc is that separate from like just a straight-up regular spider-man the miles morales one or is it like you know what i mean like is it a whole new game or is it just like an add-on to the original spider-man game no, it's a it's like a whole new game so okay. it's 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 actually it's called uh I think it's just called like Spider Man Miles Morales um so yeah oh, it okay. is a it is a whole new game um uh, where is it I was just looking at it yeah so it's it's just a whole new standalone game and I don't even I'm trying to think you know I I'm not I don't do like I'm not a huge like online person or you know playing games online against other people but I don't even think that this game had that option I think it was it was really just like you were in the game, you did the story mode, you did all the side missions. I think they've continued to release things on it. Um, I haven't gone back to it in a while. I might have to just to see if there's more on there, but yeah, if it's, it's a, it's a great game. Uh, I don't know if it's on, like you said, you're, you're, you're pretty much a PC guy. I'm, I'm sure there's a way to do it, but I'm not sure how. Yeah. I'm smart enough for that. You know, I don't think I am either. (laughs) Um, I, you know what? I I really do want to get a PlayStation five at some point. Um, I'm waiting for them to be easier to get, which, you know, it's, I can't believe it's still so hard to get any kind of a console right now, but once I'm able to, once we get past the holidays and all that stuff, I'm going to try and, and snag one. Cause I want to play, you know, the new God of war, the new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I want to play all that stuff. So that that's my goal. I I'm probably going to skip the new Xbox because I can play everything on Xbox on my PC. They're like linked. So yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna become a, P, a PS4 or a PS5 boy here pretty soon. Hopefully, Good we're gonna you. try. Good for you. Coming to the coming to the bright side. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And like you said, it, the console just. It, I mean, I guess it didn't just come out. It's been out for a year, I guess already, which is crazy because it came out last Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. And it's still like just almost impossible to get. Um, but yeah, that's the thing I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to is more games. You know, I think next year there's quite a few that are supposed to be coming out. 
right now it's it's pretty you know it, the the list of games is pretty slim so i'm definitely looking forward to more games coming out for that so that'll be a big thing that we carry into the new years i think once the new year hits and, and once some new games come out uh this section will be a little bit more definitely talking about games that i'm playing um mm. but i'm you know i'm also going to make a more concerted effort to look up and just look up video game news and see what's out there what's going on like that tesla story was just so crazy i feel like we had to talk about it so um anything else you want to hit on before we head into the n64 um i don't think so i think i think we hit all the all the things i would have said that are you know what we're playing and like you said got that that tesla story in which is super interesting i like that i like that we're implementing that kind of stuff as far as like you know just general gaming news because you know gaming's a big part of you know the world so it's there's always some kind of crazy news story coming out about you know gaming that probably affects a lot of people so it's interesting. It's cool. But I, I think I'm pretty much ready to go as far as talking about the Nintendo. So, all right. Well, here it is. Like I said, one of the big ones, one of the ones that's going to kick off into a crazy run of, of consoles that we're going to look at the mm-hmm. Nintendo 64. Uh, we'll start with the North America release was in September 29th of 1996. So I was five years old at the time. Um, can you take a guess at how much the N64 was at release? Oh, you know, if my memory, this is going to be our new game too. I'm going to ask you how much these cost when they come out. You know what? Um, (laughs) This uh, I'm usually kind of good at stuff like this, but I feel like I'm going to be terrible right now. I'm trying to remember if, you know, if my memory were stronger, I could remember what the super Nintendo and all that costs. Cause I know you said Mm. that too, but I will say 300 just, just as a, a, you know, ballpark answer. Yeah. Not a bad guess. So the PS one came out, um, Almost a year. So when we talked about the PS1 last episode, almost came out a year to the date previously of the N64. That came, that was two ninety nine. When the N64 came out, it was only one ninety nine, which is crazy. Oh, so that is was, really crazy. I was looking at some articles, and it was basically like Nintendo just like wanted to reset the market, and they were like, it didn't make us, it didn't cost us a bunch to make this, so we're just gonna set the price and hope that people buy it, which people did buy it. It was everywhere. Um, so 199 in 1996 translates to 337 dollars today, which is 200 dollars less um, based off inflation for the PS1, which is crazy. So good for mm. you, Nintendo. Not like not price gouging. Not trying to to. It feels like now every time something comes out, it's the consoles at least 100 dollars more. There's bundles, yeah. and a lot of times they bundle everything, so you have to buy a bundle. Then the games go up 10 dollars more. Games used to be 40 dollars, then they're 50, then they're 60, now they're 70. It's just, it's, I know they're getting better and they're doing more things, but it's just crazy. And Nintendo, I guess in 95, 96 was like, no, we're just going to set the price right here. We're going to do two, not 200. We think it's a good price and we hope that enough people come out and buy it. And they definitely came out to buy it. That's for sure. Yeah. I like that. I like that mentality. And like, like you said, it definitely paid off because it was everywhere. And it, you know, for the capability it had, I mean, it was, it was, I feel like 200 bucks. That's a steal for yeah. Nintendo 64. Yeah, so uh, obviously the successor to the Super Nintendo, um, and it was, you know, this. I'm just looking at Wikipedia here. As a fifth-generation mm-hmm. console, it competed primarily with the Sony PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. Um, Shout-out to Thomas for, I think it was a Sega Saturn that he told us was the first uh, disc console in our group chat. He definitely let us know about that last episode. So uh, I have no idea what the Sega Saturn is. If you're out there listening, you can let us know. Um, but good for Thomas on calling, calling, uh, calling us out on that. Uh, Time Magazine named it the Machine of the Year in 1996, and in wow, <laughs> that that transcends gaming. That's yeah. just yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, best machine all year. Yeah, yeah, not not just gaming, but literally, <laughs> this article says Time named it Machine of the Year in 1996. So I don't know what all goes into machines. Like, do cars go into machines? Do I don't know? Like I, washing machines, like refrigerators, like even either yeah. way, I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, like a blender or like I would love to know what like the runner ups were to the machine of the year. That That's incredible. And then this says in 2015, IGN, IGN named it the ninth greatest video game console of all time, um, mm. was discontinued in 2002 following the launch of its, of its successor, the GameCube, which we will talk about in a couple of years or a couple episodes, <laughs> uh, a couple of years, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit. Uh, but the N64, you know, it ends like this, and this is obvious for anyone, was critically acclaimed upon release and remains one of the most recognized video game consoles of all time. Um, worldwide units sold. Want to take a guess? Oh, this is where I'm going to be absolutely <laughs> atrocious. Is this like, spot. 
like up to, up until it was discontinued i would assume, i would assume, i would say yes it says uh okay just units sold worldwide this is, this is according to wikipedia too so who knows this is gonna be so terrible i'm just gonna say oh uh shit oh uh, it's 250 mil okay you're a little high it is uh it. according to wikipedia 32.93 million uh which is still amazing i mean it's still very impressive 5.54 million in Japan, 20.63 million in the Americas, and 6.75 million in Europe and Australia. Well, I demand a recount because I would venture that it is somewhere upwards of 200,000 at least or 200 million. So, <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, like I said, this is Wikipedia. So, not uh, we're on, we're on the Anything But Credible Network. We, we go, we strictly go by Wikipedia here. Uh, best selling video game. Uh, want to take a guess for what the best selling video game is? It's got to be. Uh, it's got to be super mario 64 right correct yeah. uh and that sold 11.62 million uh, hmm. units for best selling game so yeah that basically just kind of a rundown of just really basic you know like i said we're not going to go into super detail on uh memory and storage and all that stuff we're we're we, we, we do the very bare basics on the console and then we just kind of look at some of the best games our favorite games our history um so I wrote down best games, but eventually I just had to like stop writing stuff down because there were so many. Obviously, and we'll go back. We're going to talk about all these, but obviously Super Mario 64, Zelda Ocarina of Time, GoldenEye, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Banjo-Kazooie, F-Zero, Pokemon Snap, Mario Party, Pod Racer, uh, Star Wars Pod Racer. Man, there were, I mean, there were just some unbelievable games for this console. Some old timers Um, for sure. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, again, we talked about some of these for the Super for the Nintendo, the NES, Super Nintendo, and it's just going to continuously track on the N64, on the GameCube, on the Switch, all this stuff. But I feel like this is I'd be very interested to know this has to be one of one of if not the most worldwide known console. Like if you were like name a video game console. I feel like people would name the N64 more than they would name something else. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like uh, it's so popular that this is this is definitely one of the answers. I would say, yeah, that that's probably true. Um, it'd probably be like this or like PlayStation 2. Yeah. You know, or Xbox. Yeah, I, I think you're right. This would be one of the one of the go-tos for sure. Just such a big one. Um, so many good games. What, uh, I'll, I'll kind of turn it over to you because, you know, I talked about some of the, some of the, best-selling games how many units it sold all that kind of stuff what what do you uh what, what, what notes do you have written down for the n64 so aside from all the games and you pretty much named a lot of the ones that i had written down um i have a, a couple little anecdotes from hmm. when i was a kid so um kyle i would like you to guess do you think that we had more than one of this <laughs> console or just one of this console yeah i was going to ask you uh to start off how many of these did you actually have i mean it's got to be like four or five right it probably wouldn't have hurt to have a couple extra, but no, we only had, we, we did have two. We had more than okay, one. Okay. Right. So we had, we had one black one and mm. then we had one translucent green one, which Ooh. was the one that we yeah. used. Um, that was, that was definitely the go-to one. And uh, we had, a, you know, it came with the translucent green controller and that was like the favorite controller, but the damn plug-in part, we had to duct tape. <laughs> it, it was, it's just the worst, but it was, uh, that's, that's one of the things that stands out when I think of the N64, I just think of that neon or not neon green, but it's like a green translucent mm. console. So, um, which brings me to my next point. Um, I don't know if you ever knew about this when I was a kid, I was too young, uh, too young to understand this, but so there was like a, a thing in front of where you put the, um, cartridge that was like this little door and you opened it up and there'd be like a red thing in there or it would be empty. I guess you'd have to buy the red thing. And I never really like, I was like, I don't know what the hell that is, whatever. I don't need it to, to play the game. So today I was like, Oh, I I remember that thing. I want to look it up. It turns out uh, it's an expansion pack, which I don't know if you ever heard of that, but that's what it was referred to as was an expansion pack. And it basically gives graphical upgrades to the N64. And I have no (laughs) idea how much it costs. I should have wrote that down, but it's literally yeah it's just like an upgrade like you just plug it in and it gives you like graphic upgrades in certain games and certain games you had to have it to play the game which i thought was interesting too yeah um and i think it had them in 
I think we had one in both of the N64s. I don't know why we had two because I think they both worked, but we ended <laughs> up with two. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was interesting. Another weird thing about it too was I don't know if you remember, but the memory card was in the controller, not in the console. Yep. Which Super is strange. it's so weird. That is so strange to me. And I don't know what the thought process were, uh, was there because I don't know. Did they did the PlayStation one have memory cards? Yeah, I think, the play, I think the PlayStation one had like it was literally I know the PS2 and I'm, I'm pretty sure the PS1 had like it was like a little literally just like a a, a little square. It yeah. was like plugged in and it I had one that was like translucent blue and you like plugged it in mm-hmm. and it had like eight megabytes. You could save one game and then it was like, OK, I got a new game. I got to delete all this crap off this yeah. one. But yeah, huh. I definitely remember uh the memory card or the memory pack on the N64. Mm. But the other thing I remember, I don't know if you're, if you, I don't want to, you know, jump the gun here and talk about it before you get there, but no, there's also a rumble pack in the controller that you could put in. Do you remember that? See, I remember this thing. So that was the first thing I tried to look up because I think it was PS. I think it was N64. Maybe no, no, you're, it is. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But when I was trying to look this thing up, I thought, it, I thought the memory card was called the rumble pack. So I Googled rumble pack and I was like, that is not what I was looking for. So I don't know if we actually had a rumble pack, but I somehow knew what that was. Cause that was the first thing I Googled when I thought of that. Um, does it literally just add vibration to your controller? Yeah. Is that what it's for? Yeah, okay. that's it. Like, yeah, if you're playing a game or whatever, and you get, you know, you're, you're racing game and you crash, like the whole control, like the controller will just kind of shake and everything. And I just think about it now, like, I guess you had to pick whether you wanted the rumble pack or the memory pack. You couldn't have both in there, I don't think. <laughs> that's a good point. That is a really great. But see, what's weird is I don't remember having a like, I don't remember having to like grab the memory pack and put it in my controller. I mm. feel like my game's. Either when I was a kid, I just tricked myself into thinking my saves were there and I was just restarting the game every time I played it. Or I actually had the memory card in the same controller every time because I never made the conscious decision like, oh, I'm switching controllers. I got to get the memory card. It was just like, give me a controller and I'm going to play this game. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yes. Yeah. I'd have to look, but I think I have an I have an N64 now. And every once in a while, you know, like the Sega I have, I'll, I'll just put in. I'll play N64, like some of these games that we're going to talk about, some of my favorites I still have, or mm. I'll have people over and we'll play Mario Party and all that shit. But I am almost, I'm trying to think now, but I don't think I have a memory pack, but I think my games are still saved. So I think the right. cartridge saves, the, the cartridge itself has to save up to a certain amount, and then you have to delete stuff after, I would assume. Okay, maybe, so maybe think, that's it. Again, this is anything with Credible Network. Um, right. <laughs> maybe... This is just a theory, probably very wrong. Somebody will tell us, but it could be to the point where it got. I don't know if on uh, when you had the disc with PS One, if you could save actually on the disc. Maybe you could save very little, and then it got to Nintendo, and you could save more on because it was a cartridge. I don't. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm literally not. I have no computer, no software knowledge. No, I literally just buy games, play them. If I can't save something, I would. I will just delete an old game and and right. Like I'm not buying even now, like when I had a PS, uh, PS4 and an, a 360 and all that shit, I was not buying a separate hard drive. I'd be like, well, it's full. I'm not going to play that game anymore. Hopefully I'll just delete it. And then six months later, I'd be like, shit, I wish I want to go back to that game now. But I know Yeah, I'm almost I'm almost positive that if I put in if I go into my living room right now and put in uh, Mario Party, it will pull up like oh, you've played Mario Party. Here are your coins. You can go buy minigames and unlock stuff. So I'm almost positive that's that's true. I don't know. Right. That, and that's that's why I was going to bring it up because I was like, I, I don't understand what it was for. But Maybe I mean, it was just like extra? Extra memory? I think you're... Yeah, it, it's got to be something like that. Um, it's, yeah, cause it's, it's, it's that is such a weird way to like require <laughs> you to like pick up where you left off in a game is like plug this into your controller. I don't know. It's very strange to me, but uh, it's definitely unique. I will give them that. Hmm. Um, that was pretty much, I think that was basically the last, the only other thing I wanted to mention that I thought was kind of weird was they didn't have end labels on the games. I know that sounds pretty trivial, but like to know what game you were picking, you have to like take the whole cartridge. Like if you had them lined up on a shelf, (laughs) you can't see what they (laughs) are. Yeah. Yeah. So you literally have to like go through and like, you know, pick each one out, which I was like, cause I think this, the super Nintendo had end labels. Like if you lined them up, you could see what they were from the top. But for some reason, they did away with that on the yeah. N64, which I thought was a weird choice. But um, that that's my last real uh, real note or memory, other than the games themselves. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, that, that is true. It, it's so interesting um, that you mentioned that because last night I was just kind of like, I was writing my notes out and I was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to pull out my N64 games and look through. And I literally had to pull 25 games out of my, you know, out of my entertainment center and then lay them out on the table because I couldn't see what was yeah. written, what was on top because nothing tells you unless you write in permanent marker on top of the game. Like, oh, this is Mario Party. Oh, this is that. You don't have to look at the front of the game, which is hysterical. <laughs> right. Um, some of, the, some of the things that I remember is that we actually, I, I never owned a, an N64 when I was a kid. Um, I have no idea why. Um, we had, like I said, we had the Nintendo, the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. We had a Sega, I think. And I, I think last time I said, I can't remember if I had the PS1. I'm pretty sure I did. But I know for sure that I did not have an N64. But all of my friends in grade school did. So I would go to their house after school every day. And we would literally just play N64 for hours. Um, That's awesome. The So it's very interesting. Yeah, I just never had one. But I have one now. I have one in college because there's so many great multiplayer games where you're sitting in the dorm in college and you're like, hey, you guys want to play a game? And it's like, yeah, sure. And then you, it's like, oh, let's just play N64 because everyone loves N64 and everybody loves Mario Party is the game that like ruins friendships. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we will talk about the games, but it's just so interesting. The controller is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's bold. It, that is, it is very <laughs> unique once again. Like, I, 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 it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like a spaceship. You have your, your deep, you have your D pad, you have your start button in the middle, you have your joystick, you have A and B. Then you have four random yellow buttons that you use for some games. You also have a Z button on the back and your left and right thing. So you have one, two, three, you have seven, eight, nine. You literally, there's like 10 buttons on this controller. And, and it, Nintendo was it prepared. Is oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's shaped like the letter M, basically, if you don't know what a, yeah, yeah. an N64 controller looks like. Perfect. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's so, and I guess the thought process is it has a joystick and a D-pad, which is, I mean, that's standard now, but, um, like this, so it's like meant to like be played with, you can like readjust your hands to whatever handles set you need for whatever you're playing. It, it looks terrible that I will say <laughs> it, it is not, a, it is not a good looking controller, but, uh, it is very iconic. Yeah. I would say, you know, but yeah, the design is, is it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, but. Yeah, that's Nintendo for, for you. So for just one of the simpler, like the console itself is so simple, and the controller is just so wild. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I had Rumble Pack written down. Um, man, you you when you mentioned the translucent green, like that just that that just took me back because they had the translucent green and translucent purple, and those things were <laughs> so cool. The console, the controller were so cool to look at. It was amazing. Um, and like you said. Everybody fought over using that one controller, even though oh, yeah. single controller is the exact same, just that one looks cooler. <laughs> um, again, blowing into the cartridge, you'd put the game in, it wouldn't work. You'd blow in it three times, and all of a sudden it would work. And you're like, oh, this is what I got to do every time. If it doesn't work. I'll just blow into it exactly three times in this exact same order, left, right, left, right, and then it'll work. I know. And it's like, yeah, like what dust particle was shoved <laughs> in that? You know, it's like, I really, I really got it that time. But, you know, like I said, with my brothers and I, we were brutal on our consoles. So there was like, <laughs> I mean, there we would like somehow find a way to get like soda in these cartridges or like just like gum. Like you would think that we were trying to break everything. I, I have no idea what we were doing, but it, we just ruined everything. It was terrible. I have a lot of memories like that with my huh. consoles when I was a kid. So, yeah, so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, another thing I've written down is just like so many late nights in grade school, high school, mm -hmm. I really didn't play it. But then college, we went back to it and played it. And, you know, you go back now, it's like we'll still play like mario kart drinking and driving you know i don't know if oh, you yeah. that, but that's a classic i mean so much fun having a, you know a late night just and doing whatever playing somebody has an n64 you get four people on there you all start playing um the last thing i remember just a history thing and then we'll get to our some of our favorite games and talk about those mm -hmm. is the orthodontist that we went to actually had like an n60 had like at least one n64 maybe two and then also had another console and while you were, you know, you'd go in and you'd be early. They're not ready for you. You'd literally just like sit at the N64 and play all these different games. And then they'd be like, okay, you're ready. And you'd be like, oh man, you have to go back, get your, you know, oh. do whatever with your teeth. And then you get done. Your mom had to pay the bill. You get back on the N64 and then you'd have to leave. But yeah, that's one thing I definitely remember is they had like, I know for sure they had an N64 and maybe some other consoles too, but it, that, that was always fun. It's like, you could, you'd actually ask your mom if you could go early so you could sit there and play the N64. <laughs> 
Interesting. That that is really awesome. You know, I think actually when I was a kid as well, they had, I think it was an N64 at the church I used to go to because there was like a kid's section. Mm. And then there was like my parents would go into like the main, you know, uh whatever and listen to the preacher. But before like the the kids got like, you know, before like the sermon or whatever started, you could like they had like a game room where you could like play games. I'm pretty sure that they had like Super Smash Brothers and like an N64 in there. So very similar memory. Um yeah. And also this, this isn't a memory. This is a more of a modern thing, I guess. But what I love is when you go to a bar like start mm. bar downtown and they have Nintendo 64 set up and you can just play games while you're having drink. It's literally it. That's like the best situation you can ever be in right there. Yeah. It's awesome. You're, you're a thousand percent right. Uh, our, I, I guess they're called barcades are literally the greatest oh, yeah. idea of all time. I mean, you, you'll get, Anybody that's like our generation and younger will go to a barcade and spend a thousand dollars just to sit there and play games. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So so we kind of hit our history and, and some general history from the console, but let's hit some of our favorite games. You know, I, I usually try to keep it to like five or six, but I I, I just I couldn't keep it to that because there's so many. Um, you want to kick us off? Let's we'll talk talk about a game or two of your favorites, and then we'll, we'll kind of just bounce back and forth. I'm sure we have some of the same ones, too. Yeah. Um Oh man, this is tough because I don't even know where to start here. Like, like you said, I mean, there's there's so many, but I guess the first one, I'll, I'll start with this one because there's actually a funny family story with this one. So, uh, one of the ones that me and my brothers used to play with each other a lot, and shout out to my brothers because, you know, when I was a kid, I I was by the time I was like playing the N64, my brothers were still very young, and I would like mm. basically beg that like if my like my brother would be like three or four and i'm like giving him a controller and i'm like you press this because i'm like i want to play with somebody and nobody's yeah. around. I'm like you press this to do this and i'm like you know whatever just just they, they were just like uh uh i don't know ta- practice dummies for me in these games and stuff so uh shout out to them but i i do remember playing with my brother's pokemon stadium 2 mm. um and what the the story behind that is it's on a home video that we have at our house um it's christmas morning i don't know what year but i was i was young and uh my mom you know, my parents have the the camera on me i open all my presents it was like something straight out of a christmas story and i didn't get pokemon stadium too and i was like mm. you know um i think that's how it went but either way uh my dad was like you know all right i opened a present it was like a box of reese's puffs and i was like what the hell and I open it up and it's Pokemon Stadium 2. And in the video, I'm like half asleep, but so excited. I'm like, Pokemon Stadium 2. So now we quote every every time Christmas comes around, that's what we quote that. Just like somebody sound like they're on their you know deathbed saying Pokemon Stadium 2. Uh, but that, yeah, man, that I don't know. Were you ever a Pokemon guy? You don't strike yeah. me as like, oh, you were okay. Oh, that's yeah, right. No, I mean, you, it, yeah, he like huge when I was in grade school. It was huge, like the cards were, I feel like. We're not we're not too far apart in age, um, couple couple years, um, but man, it was huge when I was at grade school. The car, like we just collected the cards. I've actually never played the card game in my entire life. We literally just collected them. But the Game Boy games, when we get to Game Boy, uh, we will definitely talk about that. And N sixty four with with Pokemon Stadium. I don't think I ever oh. played two. I think I've definitely played the first one though, and it was awesome. So, yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I don't ever remember like coming in contact with the first one or or what it was like or anything like that, but. The second one was awesome. I mean, there were mini games you could, mm. you could, you know, obviously battle, uh, you know, against the computer, against, you know, a local player and stuff. And it wasn't like a typical Pokemon game. If you don't know where it's like, you know, you run around and catch Pokemon. It was like, I don't even know what you would call it. It, it was just like, you know, pick Pokemon, you battle. And if you don't want to do that, here's a bunch of mini games you can play. And yeah. it was, it was just a ton of fun. And I, God, we, we played that me and my brothers played that. You know, even as we grew up, we would go back to it and play it all the time. And we still occasionally would go back and play it. It's like just one of, I don't know. It's one of my, my, like one of those games. I'm just the most fond of, of any other game. Just, you know, I grew up with that game. So that that's one of the big ones for me, but yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not to, not to jump in here, but one of the, one of the big ones that I've written down is Pokemon snap. Um, mm, yeah, literally. I mean, if you don't know what Pokemon Snap is, I'm about to explain it. You're about to be like, that sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Um, <laughs> but I'm also about to tell you about this. And then I'm probably going to go and start a new campaign mode on the N64 as soon as we get done telling you about this. Nice. Um, so Pokemon Snap is literally, you are a photographer and you get 
in this little cart and you go to different worlds and you just take pictures of Pokemon. And yeah. then you take the pictures back to Professor Oak, who is from the TV show and the game, and he grades your he grades your your pictures. He's like, Oh, there's two Pokemon in this picture. Fantastic. Or this Pokemon's right in the middle of the frame. And oh, that's right. You earned you earn like you earn like apples or you earn things as you go because there's certain parts in the game where you have to go back and redo levels and you take an apple and throw it and the Pokemon looks at you and dances or evolves into the next stage or there's an egg and you have to do something, sing a song to the egg and it hatches. And this game, I remember playing it in grade school with, with, with friends, but I remember this one, this one and Mario, uh, Super Mario 64 mm. are two ones I remember in, in college because we had an N64, we had a GameCube, we had, once I moved off campus and, and was in, in my townhouse with a couple of my buddies, um, shout out to James and Spencer, we would play, we would, we would just find a random game. Like James and I, we were like up to date on consoles. Spencer was more like, he loved the, loved the PlayStation 1, loved the GameCube, loved the N64. So he would just go back and play like Super Mario 64. We he beat the game hundred stars. We watched him all the way. It was a blast. He'd be like, Oh, I'm going to go study. And we're like, you just want to put in Super Mario 64 and play a level real quick. And we would just right. sit there and watch him and just, and have, have a good time. And Pokemon snap was one of those where he just got super into it. And we, man, we still like just quote it randomly, like in the professor Oak vote in the professor Oak voice. And uh, just, a, just a classic that, you know, all of us were just hanging around in our dorm, probably are in, in the townhouse, probably, while we should have been studying or, or doing whatever, we were just playing Pokemon Snap instead, wasting time. But it was so much fun and, and something mm. that I, I will definitely never forget. Um, so while we were talking about Pokemon, I had to slide that in. But what, what's next on your list? No, for sure. And I, I do real quick want to say I had Pokemon Snap written down as well. But that what see, I don't know why that wasn't a game I ever owned. I think I rented it occasionally from Family Video, but I, mm. I, I definitely played it. But it wasn't like one of my personal go tos. But I know that game is a huge following and it's like, you know, everybody loves that game. So I actually think they just re didn't they just make another one yeah. not that long ago? Yeah. 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 For the switch thing that came out with one that, that's the thing. It's like when uh Pokemon go first came out, I loved it. I was like, this is mm. awesome because it was all the original Pokemon. And then they added in like the 500 more that are like the new ones. And I'm like, I'm out. I don't know any of these. These are not fun for me. So yeah, I'm a snob. I'm a snob when it comes to that though. Oh no, it's all about the original 151, dude. That's all, all those, you know, once the, the new Pokemon, I don't know. They're, they're just I'll, I'll buy them occasionally, like every couple of years, I'll find a way to play one of the new ones. But mm. yeah, the you can't beat the old ones, that's for sure. Um so you mentioned Mario 64. This was I I just want to spend a minute on this because uh I spent so much time playing once again just the same levels over and over and over again. <laughs> My uh, God, the the level where you you know you fight the big bomb is that what mm, it is at the yeah. top of the mount? Yeah, bomb bomb. Yeah. God, I, I must have beat that dude or attempted to fight that guy a hundred <laughs> times, like literally just going back and doing that over and over and over again. But it was just, I mean, that was like a next level game, dude. I mean, it's still it still yeah. has people playing, like you know, on Twitch, like there's people trying to speed run it, like it still has like you know a a, a following and all that, and it. I just remember like running around the castle when I was a kid and the f jumping in the paintings and stuff yep. and the music. And it was all just so, so well done. So polished. Um, and you know, some of the levels were hard for me. So, you know, whatever, when I was a kid, but, uh, I, I would, I would love to, I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually beat the mm. game. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I couldn't even tell you as far as I've ever gotten. I mean, I've seen the end of the game, whether it was my dad playing it or, or somebody, but, I don't know. I don't think I ever actually stuck through and, and made it to the end, but God, I had so much fun just playing those same levels over and over again. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. That was another one that, that Spencer beat. And you know, it was one of those things where it took forever because it is hard. I mean, even now, like going back, mm. like if you were to go back and play it, like some of those levels are hard and we definitely had to look up things like how the hell do I, you know, do I beat this level? Do I get to this person? And that is, I mean, that, I think that game is, is always, you know, when they do like, Oh, the top, 20 games of all time or the top 50 games of all time that game is is always in the top five if not number one for most because it is just i mean an all-time classic you can go back right now and play that game and it's still great oh yeah it, it definitely stands the test of time for sure um <clears throat> so you know that that's you know like you said that's the biggest selling game that's 
you got to hit on Super Mario 64. And yeah. like I said, I played it a lot when I was a kid. So um, you also mentioned Mario Party. Mm. Now, there were three Mario Party games for the N64. And we had all three. Um, but the one that I remember the most and was my favorite was Mario Party 2. Mm. Yep. Because I just it I would just remember that Western world that was the go to map every single time. <laughs> Uh, and it was just the best. And honestly, all the Mario Party games kind of mixed together in my head, so I couldn't tell you what specific mini games were in that one. But God, it was it was so much fun. I mean, I would play that with you know the, my neighborhood friends or whatever, or my brothers or my my parents. I would try and like you know get to play with me. It's just Mario Party. I that that talk about a timeless game. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter which one you're playing. They're all just, they're so much fun every time, especially if you're, you know, just in a, a room with a bunch of your friends and you guys are just, you know, it gets intense. You know, you're, it's some of the games you're like, you're putting your palm on the joystick and like, you know, burning the shit out of the palm of your hand to like, you know, do whatever game or like tapping the button really fast or whatever. It's, it's just, it's legendary. You know, I, I love, I love all three, but the second one is definitely the standout for me there. Yeah, I think I, I I have Mario Party two written down as well. Another one that we used to play, we played all the time in college. Another one that is just an all time classic. Um, they they just I think they just dropped a new one, um, mm, for the Switch yeah. that I need to get. And it I think they went back and got I think it's called like Super Mario or Mario Party All Stars or something. And I think it's just from my understanding is they added new mini games in, but they also went back and just took like some of the best mini games from the old games and put it in this game. Um, nice. So I definitely yeah. get that, but yeah, that game. I mean, all-time classic, timeless game. You can put that in any time at any party, and it's going to be a good time. Um, also, a game that I think I think Todd um, on the on the network says he's the king, but he has also Ooh. never played me because I've definitely never lost in that game. I have uh, a lot of evidence and people that will back me up on that. James and Spencer, uh, a lot of the L's they have taken, but yeah, all-time classic Mario Party. I mean, that game. You could play it every day and it will never get old. Dude, how awesome would it be to have a network Mario <laughs> Party match, dude? That would be incredible. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know I for sure have an N64. I know I need to get new controllers because at least one of them is on the way out. Sometimes it doesn't work, um, but I know I can just go to Vintage Stock or whatever and buy a couple controllers for, for relatively good price. So, yeah, we yeah. definitely should do that one of these days. Um, we can we can, so we can get Thomas on on FaceTime or something and, and he can hang out. But yeah, that's a great idea. Um, I'll, I'll run through a couple of my favorite games real quick. A lot of them, yeah. um, Snowboard Kids. Did you ever play that one? I did not. I don't. So think. this is what game that I used to play with my cousins, and maybe that's why I have a fond memory of it. I'm almost positive it was just like a snowboard racing game, but you were like kids and you could throw snowballs and stuff and like knock people over, and it was, it was just a good time playing with my my family. What was it um, called? Sorry, that snowboard- sounds snowboard kids yeah check that out it's one that i i don't think i've been i have not been able to find it like now because i really want to buy it and play it again but i, I just literally can't find it anywhere so that, that that's a that was a good one from what i remember um and then some of these other ones are ones that i still have that i play every once in a while wayne gretzky 3d <laughs> hockey um just a three-on-three hockey game but if the goalie was like made a ton of saves he would just turn into a brick wall like literally just a brick wall would show up in front of the goalie the other team would shoot if your goal was really well. A brick wall would just come up and block the shot. Uh, that, oh, that's, no that's great. Yeah, three-on-three three hockey. That, that was a lot of fun. I, I know that Todd's played that one for sure. Mm. Um, another one, baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. I mean, all-time classic. Like, probably the first baseball game that I ever played. Um, James, shout-out to you. Definitely has never come close to me in this game. Um, he always wants to play whenever we get together, but it always ends poorly for him. Damn, you're, you're, really, you're calling everybody out today. Yeah, everybody's getting smoked today on, on N64. I'll tell you that. Didn't have one as a kid, but I definitely made up for it in college. <laughs> uh, last sports game that I'll talk about is NFL Blitz. Hmm. I mean, this one is one of the greats. One of the greatest sports game ever. One of the greatest games ever. I don't know. We talked about NBA Jam. We did a whole podcast on that. I don't know why they don't make these games every three years. We used to play this all the time. Um, Patrick, you know, Patrick, we used to play it all the time in college in the dorm. And it was just <laughs> an all time great, just ridiculous game. No rules. 
no pass interference. You would throw passes. Your guy would get tackled in the middle of the air. No fouls. Oh my god! You could tackle after the whistle. They would yell things uh, like, "I'm going to send you to your mother in a box." Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is no rules. It is off the rails, but it is one of the most fun games that you can play. So if you have not played NFL Blitz, next time you are either at someone that has an N64 or you go to a barcade, it is always there. In an arc- the arcade game is great too. Is great too, but. The N64 is one of the best games ever. NFL Blitz. Holy shit. You know what? I, I didn't play sports, game as a, uh, sports games as a kid. I think I mentioned that last episode, but I would totally be into this now. I'm looking at screenshots right now, and <laughs> just I, I can just tell you right now, I would have a blast at this. So Another one we could do at, at, a, at a network uh, video game night, because you could do like two-on-two. Two. That's what we used to do in, in, at college is like two-on-two. Two. People would team up and play. And oh, man. Just it's so much fun. Just, just a great time. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, uh, I've i definitely heard of this game. I've never played it, but my God, do I want to. <laughs> I, I noticed there's a turbo. Can you explain the turbo? There's a yeah. turbo button. Yeah, so the turbo um, basically is like when you play a video game now, like a, like the sprint button, you just hold down the turbo button and you can move oh, really okay. fast or throw faster. Um, but it, it definitely wears out. It's like you can double tap turbo and it's like a spin move. But then if you get tackled while doing the spin move, you're likely to fumble. Hmm. Um, turbo. You know, you'll do like a, a sixty-yard pass, and you use turbo to get it. But then the other guy saved his turbo, and he starts catching up, and then you're getting real close to the end zone. But he's on your tail. He's right on your heels. And it, it's oh just, man, yeah, it's great. We should definitely. Uh, we should de- whether it's a network blitz night or just like get together. You know, me, you, and, and Patrick, we would play that for hours. I I can guarantee you that. I'm so down. I'm so down. All right. What other? Do you have any other uh, any other games on your list? Oh, I, I mean, I know, I know like, you know, uh, of course, like we're not going to mention Goldeneye, but of course, like one of the greatest games of all time, one of the greatest, th- I guess in 64, now that I'm thinking about it, every, almost every game that we've mentioned is like a party game. Oh yeah. Except for, for sure. except for like Super Mario 64 and like Zelda, but Goldeneye, Mario Party, Blitz, uh, all these games, you know, it's like you get together, you have a group of people, you play the game, you have fun for hours. Like, it's crazy that this is really the first console that kind of took that to a whole new level yeah absolutely i mean it it literally like made gaming with your friends like like i mean there's other consoles where you could plug in more than one controller but this this definitely seemed like the first one where it was like this is made to like have a group of people in one room and just everybody have a blast and i think that that is huge in it standing the test of time because you don't need good graphics. You don't need online yeah. <laughs> services. You don't need anything. You just need four controllers, the console, and a bunch of friends, and you're almost guaranteed to have a good time no matter what. So it's like you, you can't go wrong there. But um, yeah, I I the problem is like I could go so deep into so many of <laughs> yeah, not all of these, but I'll kind of just rattle. I don't know if you want me to rattle a couple more off. I got yeah, like hit me, hit me with a couple more. Okay. Um, so the next one I have is the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, this game was just awesome. Like I uh, pretty sure I didn't understand what the hell I was supposed to be doing most of the time, but you know, I would just run around, break jars, find rupees, or Mm. I would, would, you know, just fight enemies and get my ass kicked. And I loved it. I I, I played it over and over again. Um, and once again, I, I, for some reason, just played in a loop where it was like, I never made progress in the game. I just kept restarting the game. So (laughs) <laughs> um, it didn't really matter though. Cause I, I, like I said, I put so much time into just playing the game over and over again. And I remember vividly my dad playing it and he got to like somewhere towards the end where you get like the master sword, you know, like the iconic mm, yeah, yeah. and you're in like this, like white, like big hall and the swords in the ground. And I remember being a kid and seeing that and I was like, dude, that looks awesome. Like that's <laughs> so like epic and all that. Um, so yeah, that's, that was really cool and then the sequel was really weird i don't know if you ever played oh, yeah. Majora's, majora's man she was kind of scary dude i mean link's putting on these masks and like screaming in agony <laughs> it was terrifying when yeah. i was a kid I, I did not like to look at that my dad would be like don't look at the tv i'm putting a mask on <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's just weird man it's it's so crazy um and then i'll i'll kind of i'll mention this one too and then we'll see where we're at with uh you know time and you want to mention more and all that but perfect dark another mm-hmm. another uh heavy hitter for the fps genre in my opinion 
I, I there were just gadgets in this game. You had like a little drone thing. Uh, you could like uh, I I don't even I don't. It's all about the first level with these games with me because I just played the first level over and over again, and I I just kept going through the same same damn thing over and over and i'm like in this lab and i was like just super into it and uh it's just awesome uh, i mean that was one of my first fps experiences besides you know goldeneye so mm. pretty huge but yeah all bangers yeah i don't re- i don't necessarily remember that game but when i looked up i was just looking at games last night um that was definitely one that was like on every single list is like one of the biggest best games for for n64 um you know, we're we're never going to be able to talk about every single game because this podcast, this episode will literally never end. But the last right. two that I've written down are Star Wars Pod Racer and Cruising USA. Um, mm. Star Wars Pod Racer, I remember because that was one at the orthodontist that my sister and I would play all the time. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know, it's a good game. You just hop, you picked a pod, ra- pod racer and you just raced around and crashed and died and restarted and you would pick right back up where you were and you would just go. Um <laughs> uh, and then Cruising USA is like one of those Cruising World, Cruising USA is like one of those all-time arcade games. Double, you know, at the arcade, you could double tap the uh, the accelerator, and your car would, would go back on two wheels, and then go. Mm. You get a speed boost and all that stuff. So that that game was always fun to pl- to play with other people and and uh, have a good time with. But yeah, you know, those those are some of the ones. Like I said, we didn't talk about Star Fox, we didn't talk about Banjo Kazooie, but everybody knows those, and every, those are some of like the big big time games that are still going uh, as far as franchises go. But do you have any uh, any other games that that you want to hit on before we get out? Um, I'll just kind of rattle them off because, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, like I said, I could talk, I could go in depth with a lot of these, but um, so I got like seven more written down, so I'll yeah. just go through them. Obviously, Donkey Kong sixty four. I don't mm. know if you just said that. Sorry, no. Um, but he uh, he it uh, the console. The, what the hell am I saying? We need to get out of here. <laughs> um, the cartridge is was yellow which stood yeah. out to me you know sure. i always love when they did those unique uh cartridges and stuff so played that a ton banjo kazooie and then banjo tooie which was the sequel star fox 64 paper mario mm. oh paper mario there's that's a great one on gamecube too but we'll save that for that episode kirby 64 did you ever play that uh i did not but you know i the really i mean i definitely know kirby but i only really know him from uh from smash, smash brothers. brothers yeah yeah it, it was it, it was just like a side scroller like platformer but it was really unique you could like combine abilities and stuff it was cool uh yoshi's story which was i don't have great memory of but i know i definitely played it and then robotron 64 which i don't know if anybody knows what that is but mm. it was uh it's a pretty cool uh shooter game it was like a top-down like arcade style shooter game so those are those are a lot of the big ones i'm sure there's other games that i owned that i just couldn't remember i didn't feel like digging up the the old you know video game box but those were definitely the ones that were um you know i I was reaching for every time i went to go play the game so or play the console rather so yeah there were i mean like i said there there are so many um man i was just sitting here thinking about something what was the first game you mentioned oh you mentioned donkey kong or uh, donkey kong diddy kong racing that was a classic Um, oh yeah of course that was always a fun one i think i still have that one but that was a good one you know mario kart 64 we talked about for for a minute that's a a great game still um Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean like we've said it multiple times and i think we're gonna we're heading towards the end of this episode but one of the most iconic consoles of all time something that we you and i for sure and everybody else that had one or played one in our in our age will always remember and yeah. anytime i go to someone's house or i go to a barcade and there's an n64 like i'm guaranteed to go and play at least an hour of whatever they have whatever games they have whatever party games they have to get together so um you know that, that's some of my that's I'll, I'll end it there but do you have any uh last words or last um memories you want to leave the listeners with on the nintendo 64 um i don't have a whole lot else to say other than like you know if for some reason you've never played an n64 and you're looking for just a a fun thing to do with your friends i mean i know a lot of people don't really sit in the same room and play games anymore it sucks because that that's so that's some of the best gaming you know a lot of it's online now but if you have people over and you know having some beers and playing mario party or, or mario kart or whatever it's some of it's literally some of the most fun in my opinion that you can have like with video games like that's yeah. just it's the peak so 
Um, I would even say it's worth going and getting one now. And I, it make having this conversation makes me want to dig it back up and, <laughs> and just play some of these old classics and stuff. So yeah, one of the greats uh, of all time. And uh, yeah, it's N- Nintendo crush it. So yeah. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm for sure going to, whether it's uh, tonight, this weekend, next weekend, um, I'm definitely going to get mine. It's hooked up, but I just got to, I got to get it all in and, and make sure it still works, but I'm definitely going to at least play some games, you know, on it here pretty soon. I know Ellen and I, uh, I, I didn't even mention this, but when the, you know, COVID first hit and everything was shut down, we pulled out the N64 all the time and just played Mario party. Like for like, it was just her and I in the house and we're like, we're sick of watching TV. We're sick of doing this. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. Just pull out the N64 and play Mario party. Like we played multiple nights in a row and it, it was, it's a great thing. So like you said, I, I can't echo enough. If you have people over or you're, you're looking for something fun to do with friends, find yourself an N64 and you, you will spend hours playing that. Um, so that wraps it up for the N64. Next on the list, uh, we have Dreamcast written down, but I don't think either of us had a Dreamcast or had memories of a Dreamcast. So uh, the N64 came out in 96. Dreamcast came out in 99. We're going to go ahead and skip over Dreamcast because I don't remember anything about it. It doesn't sound like you do either. So no. yeah. next on the list is another big one. It came out in 2000. That is the PlayStation 2. Oh. Uh, so we're going to talk about the PS2 and 65. Like I said, it, it's, it just goes, it, it goes banger after banger um, from here on out as far as consoles go. So that's going to wrap it up for the N64. What are your episodes? Uh, what are your uh, memories of the N64 episode three of Beyond the Council? Let us know going off topic pod at gmail.com. That's going off topic pod at gmail.com. Find us on all social media simply by searching going off topic podcast, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Love to get, have a follow. Hit us up on there. Head over to anythingbecredible.com for all your network needs. You can get the going off topic podcast, anything incredible podcast, movie merge podcast, what's your bliss podcast offended podcast and the going off topic blog so go make sure to head over to anythingcredible.com for everything there make sure to hit that subscribe button leave us a five-star rating and review that really helps us out shout out to visitor beats for the intro and outro groove and as always keep it off topic <laughs>